A lot of you are familiar with the DNA Project and have been rocking with us for a while, but some of you aren't. A lot of you are faithful listeners of the podcast, but aren't familiar with some of the other work that we do. So I just want to take a quick moment to explain to you a little bit more of what we do. So you're getting married, or you have a friend, a cousin, a sister, somebody you know is getting married. Okay. You've booked your venue, caterers, photographer, all that good stuff. When it comes to live music, most people have no idea where to look. We have you covered. Picture this. During the ceremony, while guests are being seated, or while the bride's walking down the aisle. During the cocktail hour, while guests are just mingling and having a good time. Don't forget about dinner music. That's very important to set the mood while guests eat. And we definitely can't forget the party. Let's get the party started right now with The DNA Project. www.thednaproject.ca for more information. Hello, bonjour, and wagwan, everyone. Thank you for listening to The DNA Airwaves. Today's episode is brought to you by The DNA Project, your entertainment agency. Want to learn more about this great company and what they do? Then please visit thednaproject.ca to find out more. It's also brought to you by the MPL, Toronto's modular film and audio studio. Please visit the-mpl, that's maple without the vowels, .com for more details. Today we are speaking with producer, artist, and entrepreneur Erica Rose Santoro. While being a dynamic artist and executive in her own right, Erica is best recognized for co-writing the hit song A Woman's Worth with childhood friend and Grammy Award winning artist Alicia Keys. In 2016, she was hired to be Alicia's full-time manager and is now president of AK Worldwide, Keys' charitable organization. She is also currently director of the Luminary Programming at the Kripalu Center for Yoga and Health, located in the beautiful Berkshires of Western Massachusetts. We connected over the internet with Erica to speak about all of the various transformations she's had to make throughout her life, obviously what it's like being friends with Alicia Keys, and a bunch, bunch more. A great conversation with this fascinating woman, and we hope you guys enjoy listening to it. This is the DNA Airwaves. <laughs> oh man, thanks, thanks so much for joining us, Erica. Uh, for definitely looking me. forward to chatting with you today. You do so much, so there's a lot to cover, but we'll be mindful of your time and get through it quickly enough. But Thank yeah, you. looking forward to a great chat with you for sure. Awesome. Um, yeah, how are you feeling today? I feel good. Yeah. How are you doing? Feeling all right. I'm okay. Thank you for asking. Uh, I know we talked earlier, so we'll just kind of get right into yeah. my first question. Yeah. Um, on your bio, it says that you're a, tra- a teacher of transformation. Yeah. And uh, I was really curious if you could share with us exactly what that means and what you would do to someone like me who would come to you and how you would help them in teaching transformation. Yeah. So... Um, transformation, uh, you know, I believe that we are here, all of us are here on a, an evolutionary journey, a soul evolutionary journey. And that, you know, basically from like in the womb onwards, (laughs) based on whatever degree of our experience, we experience traumas in our lives and wounding and these things um, kind of take root in our, in our bodies and in our minds and in our spirits and in our hearts and start to kind of um, shape different aspects of our life and sometimes keep us from experiencing the full extent of, of who we are here to be, our greatness, our brilliance, our gift, our purpose, and create, you know, those, that sort of like 
critic mind, right? I work with a lot of artists who struggle to stand out front of their own um, uh, gift and are just sort of plagued with with self-worth stuff and, you know, all the I'm not good enough and I can and how and all of that. So it's really like a, a, a kind of a comprehensive mind, body, spirit approach of helping each one go on a self-healing journey because I believe we all have the capacity to heal ourselves. And I sort of just act like a, a guide and a mentor on that process. And I utilize, um, you know, various modalities that I am certified in and have studied over the course of my life to help, help folks in that journey so that you can really like free, be free, be free to be who you are here to be. And that's the goal of that work. Right. Powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, what what kind of got you thinking in that direction and got you started down that path of transformation? Did you have a mentor or someone that kind of led you there? Well, I kind of, I have like a really kind of odd beginning. Um, I had a past life memory when I was two and a half years old. I started asking my parents about my other parents um, and this other life that I... Oh had in Spain and, and they were like, and my, you know, my father was raised Roman Catholic, my mother Jewish. Um, so they weren't like, you know, they didn't know what, what I was talking about, <laughs> but they were curious. They, did, they yeah. didn't shut me down and they were like, you know, and they, so they asked me questions about it. And shortly thereafter that I, I sort of was hearing like, you know, I could like, I had, I was having clairvoyant, audience experiences where I could like hear beings from the other side. Like, and so my parents didn't exactly know what to do. So they would take me to like astrologers and psychics and stuff. And they'd be like, Oh, she's a psychic. She's a healer, this, that, and the other. And so, um, around nine years old, I read this book called many lives, many masters by a Dr. Brian Weiss, who researched for many, many years, talking with children under the age of five and doing past life regression therapy and they would remember their previous lives and then he would take them to like the place they were telling the story about and like names and people there's like no way these children would have known of like you know Robert such and such in some island off of Scotland do you know what I mean so like connecting all these dots and basically saying how before the age of five the veil is really thin and you can remember so that sent me on this sort of very long deep path of seeking for some answers <laughs> um, and skill building um, right, around yeah. all of that. And so that's just been like a lifelong path for me. And when you go on a path like that, um, you know, I've, I've been on a priestess path and a shamanic path and all different energy healing modalities <clears throat> on those paths. You first go through your own self healing process um, so that you can then support others in their process. And so that's just sort of been like, something that's just in, like an intuitive part of my life because I've been just trying to make sense of, of, of it all <laughs> for, for the majority of my life. And then for I would sure. say alongside yeah. that in my work, you know, with Alicia um, and any other artists that I've worked with again and myself being an artist, you know, I had to push through tremendous fear um, to write songs and to sing songs and to do all that stuff. And so and, and, you know, really understanding like where that fear came from, where those blocks came from. 
Um, and so I just, I felt really called because in, in the music business, it's like, you've got artists and then you've got business. And I found myself kind of wedged yeah. in this place of like, I was good at both. I was an artist and I was good at business. Um, but I felt like a, a sense of responsibility to support artists in their own, um, in their own kind of, uh, personal growth work because you know you see you see you know I, I remember once like meeting with Barbara Streisand and she talks about this publicly but you know how like she gets so nervous before she goes on stage like sometimes she throws up um so sometimes you think you yeah. see somebody who looks like the most confident badass in the whole world and they're up on stage in an arena but this person is struggling as we know we've lost so many artists early so there is this interesting like dichotomy where yeah. artists, you know, are working with the most profound gift um, that, you know, universal love language in a way. But at the same time, there's also mm -hmm. darkness and pain and trauma there. And a lot of the industry kind of fuels that because, you know, there's this idea that you have to be in pain to write a good song or you have to be, you know. So there's not really a support right. mechanism around how to. Um, heal through that. So I found myself at the intersection of that and a lot of, of my relationships. And I felt like um, I just felt a sense of responsibility there. That reminds me of uh, when Selena Gomez canceled her massive tour because of anxiety. Yeah. And that seemed to have come as a big surprise to everyone, but it's, mm -hmm. it can be terrifying. Even if you do it every day, Oh yeah. going out and there's 10, 20, 30,000 people there watching. You should just have to cancel the whole thing. So Barbara Streisand had that too. There's just immense too. pressure. Yeah, she's got performance anxiety in a pressure. big way. But it's just, it's it's like even beyond that, I, you know, I remember, you know, we came out, we, you know, we worked really, really hard on Alicia's first album for many, many years before she, she came out. And then all of a sudden it was like 10 million records and, you know, five Grammys or whatever the case. And all of a sudden you're on this, you go from, you know, nobody knowing you to everybody knowing you and being, mm -hmm. you know, we, we put these artists on pedestals, like they're, you know, gods and goddesses and they're just human. They shit yeah. like everybody else. Just people. Yeah. They put on their pants like everybody else. Yeah. They had, it's a lot of yeah. pressure. And then after that, then you've got the industry pressure of like, well, are you going to do it again? Can you sell another 10 million records? Are you going to come out with another hit? But da -da 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 -da. So it's like, there's so much like psychic pressure coming from, your fans from the business from everything and you're like and you know you're you're you become trapped pretty quickly you're in a you're in a, this like goldfish bowl you know i remember like going and doing like after party mm -hmm. gigs and it's like you're sitting there at a club and everyone's just like looking at you you know so it's very it's very mm -hmm. it's not real life and um and, and now with phones it must be even weirder too people just taking pictures of you and stuff it's so, it's the weirdest at these parties thing on yeah. planet earth it's just bizarre. Like we, you know, we have a, a, a cultural issue, I believe, with with what with what we with what we project onto celebrity, um, and I think it creates a lot okay. of okay. Um, mental health issues for people. And there's no support around yeah. that. For sure. Yeah. And you had firsthand knowledge with uh, Alicia being so close to watching that that go on. Um, Someone I think of when we speak of the pressure is like Justin Bieber, for example. Yeah. That poor gentleman was going through all of that in one of the hardest times to live as a, a man, yes. just as a yes. male. And yeah. uh, 
for him, I could only imagine what that would have done to someone's, you know, mental and state. And a baby. So I know a lot of people like to dump on that kid. Yeah. Yeah. Not like baby, right? He's not and, developed. And, so how old was he when uh, he came on the scene? He was a, a exactly. child. Yeah. A baby that for some yeah. reason grown men hated with a passion. I've never seen anything yeah, like that. Yeah, it was weird. Every discussion, anytime, if, if a man is like over 35, they would hate him <laughs> for like he killed their dog or something. It was so weird just because it's a dog. And because it's just, again, because that those those men are, are wounded and insecure in their own shit and he's holding up a mirror and triggering them. And that's yeah. why I'm like, everybody needs to heal their shit because we're all out here projectile vomiting yeah. our unhealed wounds on each other, acting self-righteous, mm. period. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I'm going to send this video. I couldn't say it better myself. <laughs> send it. Yeah, yeah. It should, send it. Along should with be a, a number of somebody sure. who can help their asses. <laughs> it's okay. We, we can all do it together. Just face your shit. You can through it. I promise. <laughs> I have a question. I'm going to yeah. raise my hand just for the delays and stuff. Um, you don't have to answer this question. Okay. So – you, uh, we're, we're, I'm still trying to understand the scope of everything that you do, but from what I understand, part of it has to do with um, with you seeing things other people can't see and helping them connect with their past, maybe. Now, here's my question. At least I believe that some people are just dicks, right? Mm-hmm. Do you ever get somebody and you just feel... <laughs> You just took the dick energy. There. Do you? <laughs> yeah, you, you just get a client who's like, I have these issues, and you just feel them, and you're like, oh, it's he's just an asshole. Like, does that ever happen? Or do you, um, and you're like, I can't help you? That's just who you are? Thankfully, like, I don't get that type of, I don't, like, because, you know, I'm not an energetic match for that type of energy. Um, so people mm-hmm. aren't trying to come to me. Um, but what I, mm. I, I won't do is I won't, I won't spin around in a sort of circle with somebody who's really committed to 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 their victim story. This shit, this keeps happening to mm. me, and these people mm. kind of da 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 da. Like it's a mindset game, and if you don't have the capacity to like, and I don't feel like you're really about it with like getting up out of a situation you're in, and you just are you're just committed to your story that life is happening to you and. Like, I can't help you. I can't change your mindset. You have to want it. Mm. So, like, that's the only thing. Like, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't really get with people who don't have, like, the energy to, uh, who really want to break through whatever it is they're dealing with. And I don't believe people are just dicks because they're just innately dicks. You're a dick because you know, some shit happened to you when you were a kid and you disassociated out of your body and you weren't given the love you needed and you, you're you projecting that on everybody else. And if, but if you want to heal... You hear that, Anthony? I've got resources for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So how do you begin that? How, do you, how does someone begin that healing process? Well, Is it just accepting that they are broken? And it's not even broken. It's just, it's just, you know, wounded, right? Because it's like, you know, at the end of the day, the truth, the truth of who we are is that we are, we already are whole. It's just that these these things have happened and we've forgotten the truth of who we are. So first, it's just like, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know what I mean? You have to just get to that point where you're like, right. I'm done with this. I want something different for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's usually when somebody f- finds me. You know what I mean? Mm. Right. Yeah. 
so they wouldn't be an asshole because they're definitely trying to come to you to help because they've submitted to the idea that they need they help. Need help. They, they want, want it and they want to change. Yeah, That's exactly. Important. I can't help people who don't want to change. And I have no interest in that. Yeah. One thing you had talked about was how so many artists, so many great artists write from a place of pain. Yeah. Why do you think it's so much easier for artists to be able to write from darkness as opposed it is as opposed to when they're happy and feeling great? Well, I think that in general, we could all agree that the most kind of like growth in our lives come out of those challenging situations, right? Like the people that were the hardest for me to deal with that like, I'm like, you know, or like maybe I have like, you were like an enemy or whatever. Like at the end of the day, like I had like a quantum level of growth behind my experience with that person. So there's like a lot to pull from in any type of storytelling, right? Whereas if it's like, if it's like good all the time, you're kind of like just happy love songs or whatever, you know? And I think that we all, we are all carrying around varying degrees of pain. And when you can hear through a song that someone understands and sees and relates to your pain, you know, I think part of the issue is we're, we're just used to connecting to each other through pain. And that goes across the board. Mm. We're like, we, we recognize pain bodies in each other. And so most of our culture and music and everything is built around a lot of that. Um, and I think, I think it's just, I think it's part of our sort of collective, like maturing process. It's just where we are collectively. Um, and, and I think, and I also, I also think that though, that, um, that, you know, with some artists, it's like, you know, I, I've talked to certain, you know, like when I sort of, I, I sort of kind of approached certain people in the industry and I was like, Hey, you know, I want to, I want to do this thing and I want to help, you know, I want to help artists heal and stuff. And they were like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. You know, you might steal the magic. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's this notion. That genius comes from that place. And so, you know, it's a little, it's a little kind of twisted. I don't, I don't know. Like, I do think that we all need, we all need challenges and that we can make challenges productive, but trying to keep a person locked in a dark place because you think that's where their genius comes from. It's just. Yeah. It's dark. That's very dark. dark. (laughs) It's just Uh, dark. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. Yeah. Um, Maybe to jump away from that for a quick second, I have a burning question here because I know that you are big and you help people towards reaching their creative excellence and mm-hmm. peak performance, yeah. which is, uh, I mean, it's, it's a major thing, reaching the highest levels of who you are and what you can achieve. Yeah. How do you kind of transition people? I mean, I, mean, I know it's going to be pretty broad, but transitioning people from their place of pain to getting beyond that and reaching the greatness inside of them. How do you yeah. think about that and approach that? With it's really unique, obviously, for each person, but there's like a particular yeah. um, like methodology and journey that I go on with a person. And, mm. and it sort of basically like starts with just going into, going into the pain and going into the unraveling. And we just sort of were there in that. And, and, um, and a lot kind of reveals and comes out of that. And then there's kind of a skill building that goes along with that of like how to process that. 
pain, how to um, move through that pain, how to resolve that pain, how to, you know, again, shift um, mindset, how to, I do a lot of energetic healing because a lot of this stuff gets like lodged in our energy bodies in different ways. So I do energy work to help move things around. So it's like, it's a real, it's a real journey that, you know, starts with just where, where the person is at and, um, and then kind of starts to like slowly, yeah, like unravel and un- unwind, you know, the, the, <laughs> the ball of clusterfuckness <laughs> that it all creates and start to like tease yeah. out the, the threads of truth. Um, and so it's like this shedding, unraveling, processing journey, then kind of coming through like a reclamation and a remembering, um, and tools. And so there's, they're being, you know, I'm teaching them different types of skills and tools. We're doing energy work We're and then a lot of folks are in the middle of like working on an actual creative project. So there's like, there's support around, around that, um, and, and the creation process and how to, hold chaos and utilize chaos for your creativity in a healthy way, but also thrive. So it's like, it's very, it's a very nuanced, complex process. That's also, you know, unique to each person and where they're at and what they're going through. But it takes a lot of just, I'm watching, um, the biggest thing is like everyone's on their own journey. So it's like, I cannot make something happen. My job is to like bear witness, watch the energy of what's happening around you. And then kind of like, it's a lot of like almost asking questions that allow you to come up with the answers. (laughs) So, because it has to come from a within place. Um, so that your soul yeah. is buying in. You can't be like tricked into transforming. transforming. So it's a lot of listening and, sure, and yeah. holding space for the person's own timeline. Um, and, and because I'm kind of like holding an energy of knowing that you're already perfect, there's this beautiful thing that happens right. when someone just witnessing you and holding you in the perfection of who you are, even if you're not there yet, that people, it like starts to come to you and it may take a while, <laughs> you know, it may take a while. Um, but, but, but I, but people come around. I don't know how to explain it because your soul wants it so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think when people want it as badly as they do, when they come to you, I think that that facilitates uh, a lot of the progress, but typically, or uh, like, what is the, average amount of time that you would spend with someone during this process? I mean, you know, people come to me for, you know, I I would say like any real type of work is going to take 18 months. I'll do short term things with people who have like a project they're working on, or they're just like, they're like, they're, you know, they're, and it depends on where you are, like how, like how kind of stuck you're feeling. You know what I mean? It could be like you're just like in right. a little yeah. like boost moment and we can like do something in three to three months, six months, whatever. But if you're like really in deep, it's going to take a minute to, to wind mm-hmm. through that. Yeah. So what is that? What could that look like? Sessions with you or the work that you do? Yeah. So um, it's. Again, at first, it depends on where you are and what it is that you're trying to work on. And then we kind of determine 
the like the length of time it's going to take and also the level of support you know um is it just like okay you know um i'm trying to like reinvent where i'm at get closer to my real purpose in in my work etc um or is it like you know how much layer of of how much layer of trauma is there like self-worth issue is there insecurity and anxiety is there how much is it just like i'm birthing a creative project and i just need some support around the strategy and framework of how to move that through it really like depends on where the person is and and how the sessions are are structured as a result but you know it's it's going to be x number of time based on what we're working on and again based on you know like the amount of kind of coaching, advising, mentoring, teaching versus strategy versus healing energy sessions, you know, it all kind of depends on where you're at. And and then we would structure that like X number of times a month we're going to meet and here's how we're going to do this and here's the journey and the process, the methodology we're going to work through as a result. And, and so it varies. Got you. So these, a, a lot of these sessions involve sitting that and talking basically yeah they're sitting which is the best way to resolve most things yeah yeah, okay. uh, yeah exactly yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of sitting and talking and then there's work in between um and then sometimes you're just laying there and receiving like some energy work you know um okay uh, so yeah it yeah exactly Maybe you're sending me something. You could be sending me music, and we're going back and forth and listening, and we're talking about that, and you know, it depends. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um. So how how did you begin working with Alicia? I should, Alicia Keys. I don't know her. <laughs> yeah, we um we knew each other since we met when we were four, um at a at a mutual mm. friend's party, Halloween party. Very soiree, oh, wow. actually. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but she she lived in this she lived in this building in New York City. It was an artist building, and my uncle lived in that building. And her mom and my uncle were close, and then she was close with my older cousins. And then they were in like a girl group when Alicia was nine, and my cousins were like older than us, like fifteen, sixteen, or something like that. Um, and so we just grew up around each other. Like I, I thought I have a big family. I thought, I thought we were cousins for the longest. Um, and, and then I found out we weren't, but, um, <laughs> so we were just around each other and, um, yeah, what happened was, what had happened was I always wanted to be an artist. I always wanted to sing and dance and all that stuff. But my dad was like, nah, 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 nah. that's not your path. That's not for oh, you. I don't want mm -hmm. you in that that, that right. business. Because right, his right. brother, the one who lived in the building, was a musician and sort of struggled. And he saw him go through it and heard his stories. And he was just like, no, not my baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so when we were like 16, though, um, you know, my uncle knew. My uncle knew and he was my mentor. And he really like stuck up for me with my dad, his brother, and was like, no, you have to let her do this. And I hadn't told Alicia about it because she would have, she got a record deal. And like, I was both like super excited for her 
but also like I didn't want to tell her that I wanted to sing too because I thought she would have been like I thought she was going to be like oh you just want to sing because I want to sing and that's not even like her way <laughs> but I was yeah. like all I was super insecure yeah. about it like she's just gonna think I'm like oh me too I want a record deal <laughs> so I didn't say yeah, yeah. And one day like my uncle called me up He's like, he's like, hey, Erica. I'm like, hey. He's like, I got Alicia and Crucial here. Crucial, Crucial was her partner at the time, um, and and I was like, oh, hey, y'all, what's up? Da, da, da. And he was like, Alicia. He's like, yeah. He's like, Erica sings, and she was like, what? What do you mean? What do you What are you talking about? He's like, no, she like sings and like she wants to sing. She's like, how have you never told me this? You know? She's like, when can you wow. get here? So on my next like school break, I came to New York and um, they had this little spot in Harlem, this little, you know, studio. And we just recorded and it was like, boom, you know, they were building this crucial keys concept and it was a production family and da 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 da. And so it was like, let's do this, it's crucial keys. And so we started just writing and making music together. And it was like maybe like a crew of like five or, or six of us. And, and that was going on. And so we did that for years. And it was like Alicia, because she had the deal already. So she was going to come out. And then we were all working on our own demos and also working on the al- the first album. And so then we were going to each like strategically, right. you know, submit our own demos and get our own deals and come out. We would be the crew. Ba, ba, ba. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, and then she came out. And, um, you know, we had been, again, we've been working on this. I mean, we had moved multiple labels at this point. By the time the album came out, we'd been through three different labels. And, um, wow. and then it just, and then it just was like, it went from zero to like a gazillion, what seemed like overnight, but we had been yeah. working on for years. And, uh, he was just right. like, hey, you know, can you come on the road with me for a few weeks? Because, you know, one of our other friends is supposed to go as her assistant. And I was like, yeah, sure, that'd be cool. Because I was working on my demo and everything. And then three weeks turned into right. six weeks and the road manager left. And I was like, oh, I could do that gig. And then I became the road manager. And then her manager was like, you should be my day-to-day person. So, like, all of a sudden, I went hmm. from working on my demo to being like management. Um, And that was that. (laughs) That was that. Okay. So how long, uh, how long was the process before, like while you guys were shopping the deal to actually becoming the phenomenon that was her debut? (laughs) Well, she'd been working diligently and hard for many, many years. So, um, and I wasn't a part of shopping the deal and I was a teenager, but her and Jeff and, you know, her publisher, Jody Gerson and her A&R, Peter Edge, like it was, you know, they were the ones who, you know, she, if she signed at 16, the album, you know, I don't know, it was 15, we were 15 or 16 and then the album came out when we were 20. So it was a five year process. Right, right. Gotcha. Wow. Yep. Was there ever a moment where you were like, I don't know if it's going to actually happen or did she ever feel that or you guys are just it's a matter of time because there was just no yeah there was no we were i mean we were in like we were in we had a record deal do you know what i mean it was just like she was already writing for other artists too right at that time um yeah there was some of that going on but it was just like like she you know when you saw her do her thing behind a piano live 
it was just you hadn't seen anything like that. There was no doubt. Undeniable. There was no yeah. doubt. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, it's, we just, just had, had to like eat factor. shit for a minute. That's all. It was worth it. Yeah. And then, I mean, that from road manager, that journey continued for a number of years. Yeah. And you're, I mean, still growing up at that time. So yes. you've done a lot of things. You've had, worn a lot of hats. Yeah. Um, how much of that experience came directly from the works? I know that you, I'm sure your roles changed over the years from road yeah, manager. Yeah, all of it. I mean, I literally, yeah, I yeah. played, I played every possible role you could imagine. Um and it was cool because none of we know nobody knew what we were doing, not even her manager, quite frankly. You know what I'm saying? Like he never managed somebody at this scale. So he wasn't like, okay, here's how you manage, here's right. what you do. It was just like, you're gonna figure it out, you know? So it was a very fake it till you make it type of thing. And you know, I was responsible in managing and we were touring and I mean people were, you know, the sound guy was like fifty and I was twenty. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um and, yeah. and yeah. so they were like, yeah. you know, in my little like juicy couture jumpsuit, people were just like really Aww, you're so cute <laughs> you know so i had to like yeah, i remember i'd go to the production office and they'd be like fuck da, 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 da. so i was like okay fuck fuck i gotta say fuck more noted um you know i was just like you know figured it out as i went but because i grew up in a in a really business-minded home my parents are both were you know successful entrepreneurs um i was comfortable in business but i was also like but i'm supposed to be an artist why am I doing all this? Yeah. Um, but I was good at it. Um, mm. And again, I got to learn from the ground up. You know, sometimes we would go to like a club gig and like, you know, I would be I would be standing there like security, like what like what, you can't come in. You know what I mean? Or I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, right, right. or whatever. So um, it was cool because, yeah, I, I learned all the jobs on the way, you know, on the way kind of like up and and we grew together as a team through the years and so um it was it was really cool to be able to see it from all those different angles and luckily also the great thing about alicia was that you know like she's still with peter edge who was her a and r when she was 14 years old peter is now the ceo of the label so it's just like so many of the relationships you know we've grown up with these people um and so we most right. of the relationships around her, things people have changed, of course, but there's a good handful of like long-term relationships, which is really rare. And I would say that's also kind yeah. of what sets like Alicia, like what put her in the in, in a good standing because I think a lot of artists who really do struggle with some darkness, like they don't have good support around them. You know what I'm saying? And so mm, I think that's right. like that's like one of the most critical things I think for any artist in this business. Like you need some real solid people around you to help you. Like her mom is like no joke. She'd be like, but what? You know what I mean? You better check. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you don't mess with Terry. You know what I'm saying? Like type of thing. And and and, right. and I were, okay. you know, she and I were super tight and I I always kept it 100. Like I'm not known for not keeping it 100. So it's like she had the right mix mm-hmm. of people around her. And, I, and a lot of people don't have that. It's like, yeah, totally. Oh, that's such a good idea. Totally. You should definitely drive your car off a cliff. That's going to be epic. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like if you have yeah. people like that around you, just yesing you and not willing to tell you the truth, you're, you're, you're in for it. You're in for a tough ride. Wise words. Wise words. Yeah. What, um, what are some of the bigger challenges that you came across 
especially in those early days entering the music industry? I think it was just in the early days, it was just like learning the game. You know what I mean? We just didn't really know what we were right. dealing with. And it, you know, like anywhere there's, it's just, there's like n- understanding the politics. You know, what is the game I'm playing? Mm. You know what I mean? That, you know, you don't know the rules yeah, of the game until you get into yeah. it. And and the industry is, is a yeah. game indeed. Um, so I think that was just the hardest part, just feeling like really green and not knowing. And then with each album cycle, it's like, you know, when you show up to freshman year at school and you're just like, I think I look cute. You know what I mean? And like <laughs> sophomore year, you're like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm like, okay. And then junior year, you're like, oh, oh. And then senior, year, you're like, I own this shit. This is my house. What you, you know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> it's like over time, you're just like, oh, I got this. But you know, you're kind of learning the. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's yeah, just navigating yeah. all of that, and you know, um, my my biggest like the place where I felt like the most was protecting the integrity of her artistic vision and while managing Mm. the business expectation. So I like sort of sat at that intersection um, of, you know, taking like something that, you know, you know, putting capitalism on top of art. (laughs) How did you, how did you do that? How did you protect the integrity of her and her music, the vision? Well, I think to me, that was why I was there in the first place. Cause I didn't, I didn't aspire to be in the music business. I wasn't like trying to, I didn't have an aspiration of climbing up the rungs of music to be like an all-star manager. I never even fucking wanted to be a manager. I was there like somehow, you know what I'm saying? Like this was a fucking accident. (laughs) So so basically I was like, that's my sister and you have me fucked up. If you think I'm gonna let you come for this, you know, Mm -hmm. vision. Um, but I know how it works, yeah, yeah. so I can like figure out how to, to maneuver this. So um, that was that was the only reason I was there was to protect the integrity of her vision. Period. Wow. Um, from your experience, what words of advice could you pass down to somebody coming up, um, the next 14, 16 year old that's trying? I know the industry's changed a lot too. But so different. What would you share with them? I would just say like the most important thing that an artist can do right now with the current state is create your own community. You know, with all these digital platforms, it's like you don't need because the thing with the labels is that the business model is really jacked up. They're having to change. They've had to do some shifting with more legacy artists who like you know, but like this whole thing of like owning masters and, you know, first I would say watch mm-hmm. um, The Black Godfather uh, on oh, Netflix. Clarence Savant. Yeah. yeah, watch that yeah, it so that you can times. understand what it, this business is about. That's one thing I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I would say, you know, you want to build your own community because you want to have as much power as possible. You don't want, you know, People are like, oh, they're going to make me famous. You know how many people, how many friends I have who sign record deals and their their catalog is owned. They've never seen the light of day and they never yes. will. There is no guarantee that right. signing a record day, late deal is going to get you anything. And now with digital, you have all the power. 
So you got to have so amazing true. songs that people love. That's never going to change. It's always about the song. So get great music. Yeah. Find great, you know, collaborators, etc. And then just build your mm-hmm. community online. And you, you don't, it doesn't take much to, to get, you know, you can release all your music on all the DSPs at one time. You don't have to have a deal at all. So it's just like True. Yeah. build your community, find the good people around you. And then and then people are going to start knocking on your door. And you want to make sure that you, again, have those people around you who are going to have your back. And I just want to say the people around the people, mm. the ones who are there to have their back, like that's such an important role. And not everyone is meant to be the star. Sometimes you're meant True. to be the mm-hmm. shepherd and lead from behind yeah. and support somebody in that and and that's an extremely important role extremely important role like that's like alicia's assistant was like such an important role like there's no everybody played a part in that success and so i think that there's also multiple points of entry into music and um multiple skill sets that are needed and so people should also not just be myopic about like i gotta be a star you know what i mean like write write songs write dope songs and you know, but you got it. You got to just you just got to build. And right now with online, you've got everything you need. The world's at your fingertips. Then you have Definitely. leverage. You want to build a position of leverage. For sure. What are some of the like, because not everybody has the opportunity to have such a great childhood friend like you in place that also is eager to help with them, yes. you know, build up their career. Yep. What are some of the characteristics you think people should look for in someone that you are keeping in that tight circle, whether it's a manager or an assistant? I think like it's hard to judge this necessarily, but integrity is really important. Integrity, somebody who like has a strong value system and Mm -hmm. um, like also like, uh, you know, doesn't have like you can tell you can tell when somebody's like you know, kind of on some snake oil shit. Like, hey, 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 hey. Like, yeah, hey, stay yeah. away from that yeah. all day. But we can. <laughs> but can a 16-year-old do that? Like, we can now. Okay, us, here we go. When I was 16, I, I don't think that'd be as good as it is. If it sounds too good to be true, just assume that it is. It don't is. be on oh, okay. naive. Gotcha. But they said they were going to take me to blah, blah, blah. And then, and then I would become a star. Like, that shit ain't real. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not real. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you want to prove it like like show me your receipts show me your cv what have you done why are you why are you and i don't care if you haven't been in the business but like nah i've been working like i got a job when i was 10 you know what i mean like i had a lemonade Mm. stand and i made like you know two hundred dollars whatever like i want to know that you've got the the stamina the grit the vision you know what i mean like that you are gonna work hard and that you're gonna be honest and that you're just not out here trying to Right. And it's hard. And I would just say, protect yourself. Get yourself a lawyer and a contract. <laughs> that yeah. said, what's mine is mine. <laughs> and you don't own my shit. <laughs> I will pay you yeah. for your time. Like, I'm all about paying for time, not equity. Yeah. Out the gate. You know what I mean? Like, you prove, yeah. like, sweat equity. Okay, if you go roll with me for years, and you really going to mm-hmm. be about it and help me something, then we could talk about a cut. Um, but a lot of these artists I, I met, I met artists who they signed deals and the person put them on and then they want to have a percentage of their shit indefinitely. Don't ever sign that shit. Yeah, in perpetuity. 
In perpetuity. No perpetuity. Mm. No, 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 no. You get a cut for as long as you're with me. And we can have a sunset. We can have a moment. Because, like, sure, you put me on. But, like, you got paid for that. Exactly. And we're yeah. now complete. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. Yeah. You, just, yeah. <laughs> you need to do your homework. Because I've just seen so many artists just get so... And it's scary, and it's and it's and it's and it's really debilitating when you've come so far and you've done so much, and you have mm-hmm. an artist who I've seen like have a taste of the whole thing, and they were the next it thing, and then and then something started to go a little like wrong, and they were like something ain't right, and everybody was like, well, nothing's wrong with me, so it must be you, you know, and just mm-hmm. and they just got chewed up and spit right on out of the yeah. industry. It happens. Just like yeah. that. You know, oh. it's ruth it's ruthless. So you kinda you gotta like you you yourself, like this whole like picture that we paint of like the artist who like doesn't know about business and just you know just wants to make create art. Like there's beauty in that, but you gotta get some level of smarts in your system in order to take this business on in a real way. Otherwise you're gonna get taken on a ride. Wow. So you need to have, be sure. like why you need to have very, be very very, very aware. You gotta like have ten eyes. You gotta you know you gotta really be smart. You don't have to be the best business person on the planet, but you have to have a level of savvy that like you cannot be taken. And big mm-hmm. spidey senses up, like intuition. Like if the shit don't feel right, it ain't right. But we don't want to listen to that. Right. We don't want to listen like 100%. you know nine times out of ten. Yeah. And we just even like small stuff in our life like. You know, there's so many times where just in the course of a day, you do something like, damn it, I knew I shouldn't have done that. But we don't listen. Trust your gut. You got to do better. Trust your gut. Trust your gut. It's it's real. Yeah. Yeah. Those are big words. You're preaching to us. I hope everyone really took a second. (laughs) Rewind that. That was powerful. That was was good stuff. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to replay that myself. I can go on and on. Um, You could go on. I could listen and listen. We all could. So thank you for that. Absolutely. <laughs> what do you, you mentioned vision in there. What do you recommend as ways for artists, entrepreneurs, creators, whoever you might be, to just really clarify the vision? Because, yeah. I mean, you mentioned people wanting to be, maybe wanting to be the lead singer or be the mm-hmm, artist, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but really their position is something else leading yeah. from an, another perspective. Yes. How do you clarify that? Yourself. I mean, there's a couple ways. So there's like, I, there's there's going from like, there's working from the end backwards, and there's working from the beginning forwards. And I think both of those things need to happen. So I'm a big person. I'm I'm a legacy person. I believe in legacy plays, and that goes along with money, like with money in the business too. People are like, I will give you twenty million dollars to show up my commercial. People be like, yes, hmm. and you just double, triple, quadruple the equity of that business and you don't have a cut. Long. Play the long game. That's exactly. number one. Right. Play the long game, yeah. but people get really excited with short term. So, but legacy, I think about legacy. I think about, you know, what what's going to matter when you leave, when you're gone. You know what I mean? And you need to look at that holistically. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and where do you really want to mm-hmm. be? And it's more than just like, and if it's like, I want to be on a stage with 30,000 people screaming my name, Why? Why do you want that? Get clear on the why. Why do you want that? Right? Simon Sinek. Find your why. Start with why. Read that book. Um, And you you get get, get clear because if it's just coming from an ego personality place, like that shit ain't going, that's not going to stick. You know what I mean? If it's like, I, because I, like, I can't, 
I can't eat, sleep, drink, shit, nothing without thinking about this music. Like I am born for this and I know. And when I open my mouth and sing, people are like, when I write a something and people hear it, they're like, yo, you know what I mean? Like, are you moving people? Because if you're not like moving people with your shit, like reassess, baby, reassess. You know what I'm saying? Like, but some people are delusional. At it's that true, part, you but know? you're not going to go like, very yeah. far. And also- Some people go through that assessment. They, they're they horrible and they're like, ah, I, I am moving people. It's like, no, no, you're not. not but, but they are not going to go, but they're going to they're gonna end up where they're going to end up. It's going to happen. And same thing. I've seen people who are right. like the gotcha. illest singers and they're just, their ego mm. is so much bigger than their talent that they're never going to get there cultivate humility yeah. without yeah, humility because yeah. let me tell you something humility is gorgeous that's jazz music ba, 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 ba. you know like that's jazz is humble as like if you don't know how to like be jazz you gotta be yes. humble. <laughs> yeah. otherwise like i don't care it's like you see somebody who does not know how to dance at all but they're so like humble and in it. And you're like, oh my God, you're the illest. You know what I mean? Off rhythm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because there's beauty yeah. in that. It's like watching Matt do the Carlton. Yeah, right? It's like, it's just, it's that humility okay. is beautiful. So you've got to cultivate the humility. So if, if you're coming at this from a point of ego or delusion, like I don't, yeah. I don't have to tell you anything because your life's going to show you where that's going to get you. So you're right. going to figure yeah. it out in time. Sounds like there's a... Yeah, they'll learn eventually. <laughs> There's a thin line between them. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, 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 yeah. So, start with like with the legacy. What do you want? Why do you want it? Do and do you have the skill set to get there? And then go back, go back when you were little. Um, go back to when you were little and like, what did you like before? My dad was like, you know, he's like, "What's your dream?" I was like, "I want to be a dancer," and he was like, oh, <laughs> that is hilarious. That's <laughs> oh not a gosh. thing." You know what I'm saying? That's not a thing. Be a businesswoman. <laughs> you know? Thing. And I was like, oh. You know? Crush and steam. Um, but like if I went back before <laughs> anyone told me that I couldn't, what did I want for myself? You know, like yeah. I didn't play, I didn't play with dolls, I didn't play games, I played business. I had five businesses when I was a kid. I'm talking about from five, six, seven, eight years old. I played business. Wow. And would Damn, in yeah. my little community okay. neighborhood i would produce shows i was like we're putting on a we're gonna do a rendition of a of a movie and a musical you know and i would like get the actors in place like that's what i really love doing so it's like there was there's wow. glimpses okay. of what you loved to do when you were a kid what you mm -hmm. wanted to do when you were a kid before somebody mm -hmm. told you what you had to do and what you couldn't yep. couldn't do you need to find that shit right um, and like yeah. the, my other friend that I used to play with and she, she just wanted to do the paperwork. Like we had all these like papers for the different businesses. She was my partner in some of the businesses, you know, and she loved the paperwork and like yeah. writing things out. And she liked to write it a certain way and organize a certain way. Anyways, I, you know, we ended up, I ended up hiring her to be a part of the team years later. And she's like a project manager. She's like a, she loves organizing right. some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that is her yeah. jam. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she was like that when we were kids. So it's like, and I believe that there's a beautiful art and craft in that. Like we need your project yeah, management skills. It's a so, must. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, yeah. find your spark, find your gift because that shit is needed. And then bring that to the table on 10 and you're a star. You know, being a star isn't just being on stage. Yeah. Like being a star is being the one who cut the illest deal, who, you know what I'm saying? Who 
figured sure. out how yeah. to like manage yeah. the thing so that blah, 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 blah. Like there's so many ways for genius and creativity to express itself. And we're very blocked into like, if I'm not the baller, I'm not the singer, I'm not the this, then I'm not. But no, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Absolutely. What was Jeff Bezos uh, doing? shift in mindset. That's- yeah. You know what I'm saying? Jeff Bezos wasn't worried about none of that shit. He was in a garage talking about uh, online bookstore. Do you know what I mean? Now, now what the fuck? Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, get yeah. go deeper. Right. Go deeper. Go deeper. And speaking of that, uh, I think I came across somewhere some of your work. You mentioned tapping into like flow state. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that make a difference in like going deeper towards reaching your potential? And what is flow state? Yeah, so that's like um, that's like when you're in the zone, you know. That's Serena mm. Williams just killing it on the court. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's you're in the zone. Like nothing can. You're just you're literally like one with all. You know, and we've and you know if you're a creator, if you know, yeah. we've all had those moments where it's just like, you know, you're surfing or something. You're just like in this. You don't even know what just happened. You're like, God, you know, that's when you should like artists be like, God wrote that song. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. Like, right, right, and, right. Um, right. some people can just know how to get there and some people don't, but we all have access to it. And really it it comes from like when I it comes from doing something that you're you really like love and are passionate about. Like some like runner, like people like I do a lot of meditation. And for me, that's like that's how I've cultivated because we have we're only using like a really, really small percentage of our brain. You know, what I mean, we got big brains and we don't use a lot of our brains, but there are these ways to cultivate new neural pathways in our brains to trigger, you know, new ways of thinking. You know, from a developmental standpoint, we all started out in this reptilian fight or flight brain. And then we we moved up and then and we got into that. Then we got into the sort of the frontal neocortex part of the brain. Now we're getting a little smarter. You know what I mean? But it's like strengthening these areas of the brain and utilizing tools to to cut new pathways, which, again, trauma blocks some of these pathways. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and um, True. Yep. Stress. And so yep. so so all of the there's many factors to, to to that. So, you know, there's there's again, you know, whether it's there's diet, there's breathing, there's all these different things that can help you um, start to clean, like kind of clean up and carve these new neural pathways taking on a new skill set, right? Like just learning to play an instrument for the sake of it. Like you're going to be doing something that requires another part of your brain just to do that. So working with people to yeah. cultivate and build as tools, like a toolbox of what they're going to do to start to carve some of these pathways, to heal some of these pathways um, and strengthen. Like, again, for me, like dancing, like I, I'm a deep meditative practitioner. I practice two hours a day, but also like if I just put on music and dance because dance is like the thing that I like love the most, I'm in the zone. You know what I mean? And if I'm feeling funky yeah. in the morning yeah. and I just like, Ugh. like if I dance at some point, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm in a whole other sphere. And for some people that's Ready running, you know what I mean? And so what is that thing? What is that thing for you? Um, and create a pack practice and a ritual and a habit of that thing. Um, and then, so, yeah, but I really work with people on like, doing all that clearing work, building the skill set and building the toolkit so that you know how to get yourself there when you need to. Because for an artist in particular, it's like, you know, you ain't got, t- it's showtime. <laughs> you know, you don't yeah. have time for like, you got to know how to get your ass into that state because you got an album to, to deliver on such and such a date, you know? 
There's a deadline. True, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So it's like, get in, like, what do we need to create a world around you so that you know how to get into your zone and find it and get back there? And once, you, once you've been there and we've done it enough times, then it's just like going to the gym. It's just like, it's just like strengthening a muscle and it gets easier and easier. Just get your reps in. That's it. True. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's all. <laughs> amazing. Um, yeah. your, your work's amazing. It's been great listening to you. Thank you. Um, so powerful. No, thank you. Are you still accepting work with artists, business leaders, and things like that? I will be come June because this is about to happen. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> I guess you should tell what this is. Right? Yes, <laughs> I'm, very, baby. I'm very She just showed us her baby. <laughs> she showed us her baby. That's amazing. Very, very, That's very, a first right here on very, this podcast exclusive. So I will be again as of June accepting. Um, okay. What I will probably be doing is putting on some kind of a, a form on my site for people to fill out to kind of like kind of say, hey, I want to do this, and I could, you know, kind of start reviewing some some applicants, if you will, so that I can sort of say, yeah, when yeah. I come back, here, here's who, here's who I, I, I can work with. Yeah. Could you tell us, and everybody listening, how we could find you, your socials, your website? Sure, sure, yep. Uh, EricaRoseSantoro.com, E-R-I-K-A-R-O-S-E-S-A-N-T-O-R-O. EricaRoseSantoro.com and also at Erica Rose Santoro on Instagram. And I know I have a LinkedIn page, but I'm never on that shit. I'm not, I'm not really on a lot. I come in now. <laughs> I just, it's very like what I'm feeling, but um, there's a contact me form on my website and I get, you know, I get, that's how y'all, right? Did y'all hit me up through that? I think. Yeah. Yeah. One of the two. You see? Yeah, one of the, yeah somewhere there. We right there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We found you. And we're so uh, grateful that you uh, <laughs> gave us your time. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of things I think that the three of us have that we'd still want to chat with you about. Meditation for, for one. Sure. Uh, we mentioned the farming yeah. in the, yeah. the pre-show. So yes. we definitely want to, hopefully we'll get the chance to have you back at some yeah. point. Yeah, thank um, you. Definitely check out Rooted in, Wild, uh, Rooted in Wild.org. Um, that's our, our farm check project. That and yeah. that's... That's my like. That's my legacy play. That's the thing that I'm really passionate about in my life is what you know. Land is a resource, and creating a place for artists, and creating a place of healing, and um, and so that's that's the thing that I. Uh, you know this this stuff with the the you know I feel passionate about the art because I'm like damn it you know you got to do something with, with with a lifetime of experience you know 20 years in the music business and a lifetime of, of spiritual work. And it feels like a like a service yeah. that's needed. Yeah. Um, and my you know my my legacy work is this land stuff. So check out rootedandwild.org. It's Amazing. something I'm really excited about. We will thanks for talking out. to us, Sarah. Have you back to talk. Yeah, about thanks for having us. Really I hope interesting. that thanks so much. I hope that this is um, supportive for whoever listens out there. And thank you all for for creating a space for folks to come and learn and ex- grow, and so that they could step more fully because you're you're in service to the same thing. So it's good work. Yeah, thank Absolutely. you. Thank yeah. you. Selfishly, this was very beneficial, even just talking to you for myself. Good. So I take a lot of selfish enjoyment out of these podcasts. <laughs> there you go. That's another so clue. If you need it, if you it. need it, then other people need it too. So that's another clue to how to find your thing. So that's perfect. It's okay. Ah, you're I'm losing all motivated. sorts of clues. It's okay. Genius leaves clues. Thank you so all much. Right. Peace, y'all. Have, have a great you day. Take good care as well. Take care. Peace. Bye. Thank you. Bye.
As a podcaster, you know that great content is only half the battle. The other half is finding the right hosting platform to reach your audience. That's where Captivate comes in. With unlimited podcasts, advanced analytics, and personalized support, Captivate has everything you need to grow your audience and monetize your show. Join the thousands of successful podcasters just like us who trust Captivate for their hosting needs. Visit dnaairwaves.com slash Captivate today to start your free trial.